0: take a seat. We have one more song at the end, but I just want to share some thoughts with you on, on these scriptures that we've heard tonight. We've really heard an overview of what Christmas is all about, the the prophecy, the prediction of Jesus' birth, his arrival on the scene, some of the events that were happening in the world of the Roman Empire uh, on, that, on that Christmas morning when Jesus was born. And so one of the themes that I noticed as we're reading this was how chaotic the family life was for for young Jesus. You know, this was not your typical um, city of Aurora first-time parents that were, you know, doing the gift registry, going over to Target, outfitting the, the whole nursery with all the, the top decorations, the best things. It was more like the hot mess of the Gilboy family with baby number eight on the way, where you're like, is there any hand-me-downs that don't have tears and holes in them? And I'm going over and picking up the freebie uh, donated car seat from somebody off of next door that they thought I was going to take over in exchange for, like, buying a brand new one. I'm like, oh, no, I'm, we're going to put this through one more kid. And he's like it's expired. I'm like, you know, I'm too old to believe in expired car seats. (laughs) I'm driving a 1992 Jeep. I, I think this 2015 car seat will be just fine for one more baby. And he was like calling Child Protective Services as I was walking away, but I got the free car seat. Jesus' family was a little bit more like that. As you're looking at the story, it made me kind of wonder and think about what is home really all about. So let me put that out there to you guys. How many of you are traveling? Maybe, maybe tonight after the service or tomorrow, you're traveling to go back home or to be with somebody else at Christmas time that's not in the immediate area. Is there anybody taking a road trip or have a couple of you? You're traveling yet this week for Christmas. How about how about how many of you are guests that have traveled to be with us tonight? Be with family here. Maybe you've come home or you've traveled to be with extended family for Christmas. Anybody in the room? All right, let's welcome our guests that are here. Good to have you guys here with us. That theme of home is a big thing at Christmas time. There's a lot of Christmas carols that have that idea of going home in the song itself. I thought of three. There's No Place Like Home for the Holidays. We didn't sing that tonight. Not very uh, church appropriate, I guess. Please Come Home for Christmas by the Eagles. Another good one. And then the timeless classic Bing Crosby, I'll Be Home for Christmas and I'm sure there's a gazillion other ones. That's what Abigail and I could come up with quickly on the way to church here. Lots of that, that theme of going home for Christmas. And those of you that are out of town, I just want to give you a little admonition. Um, have you heard that phrase, overstaying your welcome? Are you familiar with that? When, when the host home that's received you here with Grandma and Grandpa or, or your siblings said, make you know feel at home here they didn't really mean it literally there will come a time when you need to stop eating their food and go back to wherever you came from okay so we love you but just keep that in mind when when uh, some of those things are said at christmas time but in this text here especially in Matthew 2 it got me thinking about what it means to be home for us we've lived in colorado now for 3 years uh, we had lived in our home in Minnesota for 21 years, the same house. So most of our kids, that was where uh, they had grown up for all their uh, childhood as far as back as they could go. Lots of Christmases there in that old 1923 uh, wood floor house in, in rural northern Minnesota. And I remember as we as a family huddled on the landing there at, with a totally empty house and the, and the trailer loaded to make the voyage west, And we got into a family huddle and there was some choked uh, tears as we prayed together. And we thanked God for the good memories of that home and the blessing that it was to us to be a part of of that place as being our home and prayed a blessing on the next family that was moving in there. And then we got in the the vehicles and drove out here and we pulled up to a, a place that was constructed by Richmond Homes. Didn't feel a lot like home, but we'd snapped a picture with the Penske truck in the parking lot and uploaded that to social media with just the word home. With faith that this place here near Southlands would become our home someday, and I'd say three years later we're getting there. Uh, you know, there's still some quirks and, and, and kinks with it, uh, with any house that you've got, but it's not really the house as much as, as it is the people. And then also the realization that home is a moving target in terms of the people that are there as well. You know, you got a daughter getting married and, and staying in Chicago with her, with her new husband. Um, you've got mom and dad selling the family uh, farm and, and moving out or, or moving into assisted living, and that place that was special and held memories is no longer there. So, what was once a place of belonging and familiarity and comfort. Sometimes that home can become a place that's distant and different and even disturbing. There's a verse in Hebrews 13 that I see really uh, capturing this idea of what home is. One version says, For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. The New Living paraphrases that by saying, For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. So for Jesus, in this Christmas story, what was home for him? Well, we read in Luke 2 that the governor was conducting a census. And part of that census, it wasn't as efficient as the 2020 census coming up here today. You had to actually travel back to the the patriarch's hometown. And so Joseph and Mary, they had to set out on on a voyage leaving Nazareth and going back to Joseph's hometown of Bethlehem. So what's home? Is it the city of Nazareth where mom and dad were from? Or the hometown that dad grew up in, back in Bethlehem? And that's where Mary ended up giving birth to Jesus, in the town of Bethlehem. But then in Matthew 2, we read that God sent an angel to warn Joseph that that regional King Herod, he was about to kill young Jesus and all the other children in that region And so the family must flee to Egypt. So now, Egypt became Jesus' home early in life. And then uh, later in chapter 2, the angel gives the go-ahead, go-ahead back to Israel. The coast is clear. Herod is dead. It's safe to return. But now, as they go back to Israel, they find out Herod's son is reigning. And there's still some danger and some risk there for Jesus. And so they, they return to Nazareth instead of going back to Bethlehem. So Nazareth, Bethlehem, Egypt, back to Nazareth, all this within the early years of Jesus' life. Later in Jesus' life, we also get this sense that there's an unsettledness in this world. In Matthew chapter 8, now Jesus as an adult, a scribe comes up to him and he says, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus says this, Foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Jesus is always, he's always going somewhere. He's always on a mission. There's no home residence. Where do you receive your mail, Jesus? His, he was not fixed at a specific location that he called home. And then later on, Jesus now back in his hometown of Nazareth, listen to these words in Matthew 13. As Jesus is rejected by those people from his hometown, and he says this, a prophet, is not without honor except in his hometown and in his own household. So for Jesus, there's this feeling that he never found his place of belonging in this world. And there's a message there for us as well. You know, if you've been hoping that that next item, that next residence, that next achievement in life was what would really bring lasting satisfaction, maybe you haven't found it yet, but you're thinking 2020 is the year. I got some big opportunities on the horizon and this is when I'm going to really find that place of lasting hope and joy. If it's a this-worldly thing that you're setting as your goal for home, you're going to be disappointed. This world is a moving target. But I do have some good news for you. That longing that you have, that place of belonging and familiarity and comfort and safety, it actually does exist. And Jesus came to make it possible for you to experience that and receive that. Here's what it says in John's Gospel, John chapter 14. Jesus gives this promise. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. Thomas Thomas has some questions about that. And finally, Jesus says this. I am... The way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus came not just to be a baby in a manger that we could, you know, hang up lights and sing songs about. Jesus came to undo what sin broke. Jesus came to be the only way to give rest to the weary and hope for the broken and freedom for the oppressed. And it's only in Jesus that you can be welcomed into that place of belonging and familiarity and comfort that you've been desiring, that place in God's family. Only through him will th- those deepest longings for home be fulfilled. So we're gonna now give, give praise to him as we sing one closing song. But why don't we stand together? I'd like to just pray a prayer of blessing over you at the end of 2019 as you go into 2020. Maybe there's some tonight that as we've been reading in God's word and hearing the, the truth of God's word that longing is really real in your heart. I want to pray for you tonight. Lord God, I thank you for the hope we have in you at the year of your birth, A.D. God, everything changed on that moment when you arrived on the scene. And for those that are in that place of longing, unsettledness, maybe it's been a difficult year at home. Maybe there's been some loss and it's some saying goodbye and there's some sorrow that comes at the end of 2019. I pray, Lord, that that you'd help us to fix our hope on what is eternal and what lasts. We thank you that you are returning. We thank you that you've made a, a place for us in God's family. We thank you for a community of believers, even as we're worshiping together tonight, a place where we can worship you and acknowledge you as the king and anticipate your return. We give you thanks and praise now in Jesus' name, amen.